the revolution of digital media is so understated, so unappreciated. Like, do you remember when we used to watch commercials on TV? Now we literally can't click the skip ad button fast enough on YouTube. And the production quality of YouTube honestly rivals some TV shows. It's absolutely ridiculous. We literally watch on-demand series is made by creators, and we can like figure out anything we want to know. When it, from investing to real estate, from how to paint to how to dress, literally every basic human want is told in a very entertaining manner online. But when it all comes said and done, I think the biggest thing that YouTube will contribute to the landscape is the magic of clickbait. The magic of just misleading titles to get you to click on five ways to, you know, become a better basketball player. And then you get the Rick Marold guy just doing the dance or you get your favorite vlog from Logan Paul. I just, you know, I don't know, climbed a tree naked and he's eating like, I don't know, some naked Jerry's ice cream. Terrible example. I couldn't think of anything off the cup, but I digress. The reason I bring it up is. There has been this notion with all of, you know, the Black Lives Matter riots and the craziness going on all along the country. And that is the hashtag defund the police. You might have heard of it. And basically what this is, is, you know, I remember looking on Black Lives Matter's uh, webpage when George Floyd just died. And one of their main platform points was literally defund the police and I, in that moment, have never heard of a worse idea, slogan, or rallying hashtag to get behind. It is probably the most divisive thing I've ever heard in my life. When someone hears defund the police, you know what they think? Let's abolish the police. Let's get rid of the police. You know, I'm tired of living in a society with police. Let's get rid of them. Police are only good for strippers and bachelorette parties. That's it. We don't need these police guys. Unless you're trying to get handcuffs and get kinky, but that's all we need them for. Get them out the streets. They're thugs. But let's be real. What crazy lunatic would be for living in a place without police? These guys do the hardest jobs in the world. They answered the craziest calls. And most of the times when someone calls them up, they have no idea what's happening. When they pull up and stop someone on the highway, they in a situation where anything could happen. When you're interacting with that public that much, interacting with everyone in the public. And I know we know some crazy people in our towns, in our family, in our schools, in our workplace. When you're interacting with people that much, some crazy stuff is always going to go down. But the hashtag of defund the police is so divisive and abolishing them is so divisive that how could this be the point that you want people to rally behind? And then as I started looking into what defund the police actually meant, I realized that this is the most genius name for any hashtag I have ever ever thought about or seen in my life you know 
for all the flack that, you know, people get when they say all lives matter, rightfully so, you know, <laughs> I, I saw a funny meme the other day, you know, it's like all the people saying all lives matter. It's like, okay, cool. All lives matter. Awesome. What's, what's the thing that you're rallying for? What's your main platform point? I'll support it. I'll wait. Oh, you don't have one? Okay, it's just a protest to Black Lives Matter. I get it. You know, to all of the flack that those All Lives Matter people get, the brilliance of All Lives Matter is that Black Lives Matter would never be as big without the All Lives Matter protest. You see, it's the conversation that happens when someone says All Lives Matter It's the conversation after that happens that gives an opportunity for education and learning. When someone says all lives matter, you know exactly how much research they've done on the Black Lives Matter movement. The answer, little to none. And that is an opportunity for that person to get more informed of what's happening in the black communities. When you hear someone who's vehemently against defund the police, you know exactly how much research they've done on the topic of defund the police. And the reason why it's just not called police reform or reform the police is, let's be real, people have said that before. That's not a new headline. It's not a new hashtag. So it's just like any good YouTube comment where, you know, you watch a Jubilee video and it's like, do all people with college degrees think the same or what's better side, left and right? And you see this crazy plethora of YouTube comments of people commenting who is right, who's wrong. The whole point of defund the police is to start a conversation because what it takes to actually reform the police or what it takes to actually combat systematic racism is a very more sophisticated talk than a hashtag could ever provide. So the hashtag, therefore, needs to mainly provide conversation. You see, to actually reform the police, it has to be done, a lot of it, on local levels. And you have to be knowledgeable about your own local politics. So a national organization could never truly teach a bunch of people about what's going on in their local communities. But what the term defund the police gets across when you do one level of research after is it gets across the idea that in your city, there's a big chance that police are one of the biggest funds. They're they're one of the biggest allocations of your local city budget. You know, a lot of places, it's like 10%, some it's 20%. It's it's like billions and billions of dollars. It's a ruthless amount. And when it comes to what police do, they're literally doing everything. Police will tell you themselves, they're called for literally everything. And it sounds weird that, you know, you know, if, you know, a dog's out on a leash, they call the police for that. If someone's arguing with their wife and, you know, domestic, you know, your neighbor calls, you know, the police because of a domestic dispute, it's kind of weird that the police come with guns drawn ready for, you know, a domestic um, altercation that may be going on. You know, maybe like some sort of like relationship counselor should come to your house. It's kind of crazy when a mental, someone's having like a mental breakdown or, you know, someone's being a schizophrenic, you call the police with guns drawn ready to, you know, just in case they need to put this guy down instead of calling like a mental health professional. There's a lot of jobs that police just de facto end up doing. And 
as a city, because let's face it, no one really cares about local politics. We just end up having a system where we give the police all the money and we never try to push for other organizations, whether they're attached to the police, um, you know, whether they work with the police, whether within the police, that actually help to solve these things that are going on over the city in a nonviolent way. You know, only 10% of the call, 911 calls that police answer are violent offenses. You know, if we diverted some of that money into, you know, social work, into mental health work, that would solve a lot of the things that police are actually doing outside in the community. And the police could just focus on the violent offenses that are happening in society. When it comes to defund the police, what they're trying to say is they need to divest from the police, take 10, 20, 30, 40 percent of their budget in some places and put it in other things like economic development into the school budget, other things that the local government is responsible for. And the reason why the police have these inflated budgets is typically one of the biggest jaws for a mayor is the police force. They appoint the police chief and the police have a strong police union. So, you know, if you appease that base, they're going to back you in the election. If you don't, well, hey, that's a huge voter base that you lose out on. And as we all know, nobody cares about local elections. So it only takes a couple of votes, a couple of hundred votes one way to really sway the election in your favor. With all that being said, a lot of these complex ideas of getting people to actually take interest in local politics, getting them to know who their police chief is, who their city councilors are, who their mayor is, when their meeting is, it's hard to get someone to even care about that. However, if you start them at a place of questioning, of wanting to have conversation, of wanting to dive in the research, and you do that with a divisive hashtag such as defund the police, that is a great first step to getting your audience to take action, to push back on them, to let them see where their mind is when they think of something like defund the police. Because that's how you actually make change. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the educated ones. That's because the most uneducated investor, they never stop learning. I'm telling you guys, learning about what's going on in your economy, learning about what's going on in local elections and everything. As an investor, these are things that you want to put your head around. Knowing how economics works and politics works really helps you as an investor. For example, did you know that literally in federal whatever elections the market goes crazy the market is going to get volatile in november the market's going to get really volatile there's going to be a lot of things going on that's something you need to be know you need to know what happens when a government switches from conservative to democrat or democrat to conservative that's something you need to know and it's it's always just important to really focus on politics and you know someone who really thought about politics and really understood the fed when the market was dropping at 35 
or when the drop market was dropping from 20 to 25 to 30 percent down in March to 35 percent down in March. If you were someone who just understood how local politics work or national politics work, then you would have saw the whole Fed coming. You'd have saw the Fed coming in and saying they're going to do bailouts, saying they're going to make the money printer go. You would have saw all that coming. If you understood the economy and how politics work, so it's always good to pay attention to what's going on in the political framework, and that's how you can really take advantage as an investor. And as always, thank you guys. It's your humble play, Fly Sui. We got to take off. See you next time.